0: The Coffee Podcast is sponsored by KitchenAid, whose craft coffee line is changing the way coffee is brewed at home.
1: KitchenAid worked with baristas and coffee
0: experts to engineer a new line of coffee brewers. The KitchenAid Precision Press Coffee Maker enhances the classic French press brewing method with an integrated scale and timer to precisely brew a bold, full-bodied cup of coffee.
1: KitchenAid. Life tastes better with coffee.
0: You're listening to The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. My name is Weston Peterson. And I'm Jesse Hartman. West brings the quality. And Jesse brings the cafe.
1: Last week, we jumped right into a hopefully simple explanation of extraction. You can always find our previous episodes on our website at thecoffeepodcast.org.
0: Don't forget... We are doing a giveaway at the end of our homebrew series. Submit a picture on Instagram with your coffee
1: stack, that is the setup you use the most at home, and tag us in the photo, mention us in the caption at The Coffee Podcast, and be entered into the contest.
0: The winner will be chosen at random. Tag at The Coffee Podcast on the photo of your stack in order to be entered into the contest. If we've missed your post, please private message us on Instagram. And now for today's episode on the homebrew series, Extraction Part 2.
1: So we talked a lot about extraction and soup, which is weird, in our last episode. It was our part one of a two-part mini-series within our homebrew series. That said, it was more of an introduction to extraction than anything else. That's right. This episode will lay out in more detail the importance of understanding extraction and its applications when you're brewing
0: at home. Right. Right. Now, let's make a list of our basic variables when brewing coffee at home with the relationship to a V60 coffee brewer. We've got water temperature as one of our beginning variables. And remember from last week that water is a universal solvent. And when it is hot, it actually breaks down the molecules faster than when it's not hot. So hot water is good. We want some hot water in our coffee. Well, it
1: depends on what you're brewing. That's
0: right. Coffee particle size. Remember
1: the rocks versus sand illustration. When your coffee is ground finer, the coffee extracts at a higher
0: rate. When the coffee is ground coarser, the opposite is true. Perfect. And now to land on brew time. And that is the time, the amount of time that the grounds are actually saturated with water. The longer a coffee is exposed to water the more extraction occurs. Now, this is with the emphasis on a filtered pour-over device.
1: Sometimes extraction is harder to grasp because we're juggling too many variables. And I think Wes and I can both agree that even explaining it can get a little tricky if you're not controlling any of the variable, uh, variables that you have on the table. So I think it's important, or rather it's wise of us to, when we're thinking about it, to reduce our variables by controlling
0: um, or making some of them constant. So what are some variables, Jesse, that we could make as a constant?
1: Uh, I would want to start with your coffee ratio. And when I say coffee ratio, we haven't really talked about this in this series so far, so let's actually go into that. Coffee ratio refers to your grams of coffee to your grams of water. So, for example, a good place to start would be one gram of coffee to sixteen grams of water. Okay. Um, now, say you're brewing with thirty grams of coffee. All you do is multiply the water by, or I'm sorry, you multiply the coffee weight by sixteen. So, thirty times sixteen to get your uh, output. So you have your your ground coffee, say at thirty. And then you have your, your wet water, which is coffee, brewed coffee, at 480 grams. Thank you, Wes. He got that calculator out so fast, <laughs> and I was so nervous. <laughs>
0: that's right. I like to think of um, the brew ratio as a way to uh, determine the strength of your brew. Remember, we actually talked about this at the beginning of our podcast.
1: We did. And I think it's important for the sake of talking about extraction, we keep these ratios kind of locked in. So let's keep them locked in at one to 16.
0: What else should we keep locked in?
1: Water temperature. Now, Why? Why? Water temperature is something that does affect your brew. If your water temperature is hotter, say it's like, you know, 200 degrees, it's going to extract. Faster than if your water is cold, like say it, I don't know, 60 degrees. So let's keep our water temperature at a safe 192 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: So let me get this straight. If we're going to be keeping our water to coffee ratio at a constant, and we're going to be keeping our water temperature at a constant, that really only leaves us with particle size and time to manipulate.
1: Right, and... What is a little tricky in explaining this uh, part of brewing coffee is they both affect each other, or one affects the other all the time. So your brew time is directly affected by your grind or your particle size.
0: That's true, because we know now that the finer the grind setting, uh, you know, the faster the particles will start to extract. But the slower it will brew in a manual pour over device. Right.
1: And again, we are talking about something like a V60 right now. So, Where well, if
0: I were to put it in a French press, man, I could leave that thing sitting there for 10 minutes. Yeah, if you, I wanted to. If
1: you dear goodness, don't I'm
0: just say. So, it's important to stress the fact manual filter pour over device at least for the the grind setting and time being related in that factor.
1: Absolutely, and I think just to recap really quickly, we're going to freeze the variable of coffee uh, to water ratio. We're going to keep it at 1 to 16. That is 1 gram of coffee to 16 grams of water. We're going to freeze, not literally, the water temperature at 192 degrees Fahrenheit. Cool. And the reason we're doing this is to make your brew experience at home easier. So if you're at home now, this is a great time to pause and to consider, what, how am I brewing my coffee? Um and let's start with a simple ratio. You know, let's do uh, the 30 grams in that we just mentioned. Um, and 480 let's, out. Yeah, and the 480 out. And let's do the temperature at 192. Now, if you're going to have a hard time keeping your temperature controlled, I recommend at least always pulling your boiling water off and allowing it to sit off the heat for the same amount of time every time, at least so you have a consistent temperature. So what matters is not so much that you have 192 as it is a consistent factor that you're...
0: Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you can even go and and find online people who have, you know, rigged up their coffee kettles to stick a little thermometer down in there. So... Yeah, it's pretty can hip. Always, uh, you know, make sure that they've got that perfect, in this case... Brewing temperature for their brew. So
1: from here, now that we've kind of just talked over um, the V60, we're gonna run through some basic uh, recipes that there are out there for different brew methods. And the point of this is to really sit and think about how extractions being manipulated in these situations. You can't brew an espresso. On, a, on an espresso machine, the same way you can brew for a French press. It's just not going to work. They're not going to translate uh, from one to the other. And so let's go ahead and start there with espresso.
0: And I think it's important to mention the fact that each of these brewing methods, uh, or I'm sorry, brewing devices have different methods which are completely related to everything we were talking about. Uh, above and even in our last episode and that's like the relationship between the grind size and the brew time so for instance with espresso making coffee on an espresso machine as most of us know you are going to be using a very fine grind setting and i'm talking like powder fine right like powdery powdery very fine coffee and jesse about how long does it take to pull a shot of espresso just and like you know a, a range
1: right yeah and i'm just going to give basic range all of these recipes are going to be kind of generalizations of what you can do on the machine so obviously for espresso you start with hot water or or you can you can think first hot water you have a super fine grind You have a 20 to 35 second brew time.
0: Back that up. Okay, so that's going to be about the only brewing device I think that's going to extract coffee optimally in that short of a time period. I mean, we're talking 30 seconds.
1: And there's another variable that really plays in there, which is pressure. And you're pulling, you know, you're pulling this coffee at around nine bars of pressure. And pressure is another variable. So this is important to notice too when you're brewing uh, with different devices. Other factors might come into play. For example, on espresso, pressure is a huge factor.
0: What is that? Is that almost like agitating the coffee and increasing extraction rate?
1: Yeah, I, I mean if you if you consider we haven't really talked about agitation, but you you are forcing. We should totally dive into that. Sometime. I would use the I would use the word forcing water through coffee versus. Pouring water, so it's a on very coffee.
0: volatile, aggressive form of extracting coffee. Yeah, espresso, and,
1: yeah, and in my opinion, it's very easy to screw up as well, which is why you can go to almost any shop in town and have a terrible espresso. That's, you know,
0: that's that's fair. I think that's fair. In in fact, that's probably why I've stopped ordering espresso at cafes. That's sad. I don't. That's not true for me. You know, you can only have so many bad shots of espresso. Where you are just like, you know, I'll take the, I'll take the. The Chemex? Or give me, give, me, give me a filter. Just a filter. That's kind of hard to
1: screw up. So let's move on from here then uh, into the almost complete opposite, the French press. Wes, how about you break this one apart?
0: Well, with the French press, we're always going to be starting with hot water in this episode. We're, we, there are different ways and there are different temperatures to brew at. Uh, but like we said, let's keep this at 192. And for the French press, uh, a common method... Is that you're going to be using a very coarse to medium coarse grind setting, and usually the French press being a full immersion coffee, uh, you actually get to decide the brew time. You get to choose when to pull that thing off, right? You get to choose when to plunge, and most people find that with a coarser grind setting, uh, you're going to be extracting, you know, in between four to five minutes and even longer is possible and it still results in a pretty good cup Um, and we that's due to I think the large size of the grind allows you to have those longer extraction times and still have a pretty optimal cup in your hand and if you're like me or before my revelation I used
1: to hate french presses but we actually have an episode on french press Um, we have a few recipes that we did Uh, Or if you love French press, we have that episode you can go back and listen to, and we experimented with different things in coffee and French press. But French press is, in fact, a great way to brew some coffee at home.
0: But I want to talk about one of my favorite brewing methods, and that is the AeroPress. Now, this is what I call the wild card, because literally anything goes with this brewing device. I'm talking about you can brew coffee with anywhere in between a coarse grind setting to nearly an espresso fine setting. And you have total control over the time because you get to choose when to flip the press and plunge it. You have total control. Um, And this brewing device, as many of you know, has thousands and thousands and just many, many, many uh, recipes out there which people perfected or try to perfect because this is seriously a serious brewing gadget. I mean, there's actual AeroPress brewing competitions worldwide for this kind of stuff. I mean, that's intense. So the AeroPress is such a fun tool. You can, you can do coarse ground, long brew times like a French press. You can do fine grind, short brew times, and literally anywhere in between. It's such a great tool. To really help wrap your mind around uh, how brew time and particle size play into each other, and also, uh, I think if you can master an AeroPress, you can. You're a master brewer. I mean that that thing is hard to consistently get uh, a great result. I mean because it's it's uh, like it's a volatile, tricky little thing, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, to me, to me, AeroPress is one of the most difficult. Um I, I guess volatile is a good word for it. It's one of the most volatile like espresso in that you can mess it up very easily because it's typically a short brew time. You're dealing with little bit of coffee, a little bit of water, and so your margin of error is large. Quite, quite
0: wide. Yeah.
1: Quite quite wide. <laughs> I mean you don't want is that does it mean the margin is small or large? Am I messing up my maths? Quite wide. Quite. It's just a quite wide. <laughs> um so Let's kind of make a major generalization here on filtered pour-overs, Wes. Okay, let's do it. So, with the filtered pour-over, this could be the Chemex, this could be the V60, this could be my favorite, Kalita Wave, um, which is a little more tricky because it's a flat bottom, but we're not getting into that. And you've
0: got that Torch Brewer out there, too. Oh, that's right. Which has, like, all those filters in one, man.
1: So, yeah, that's pretty wild. But for the sake of it, just filtered pour-over, you're looking for hot water, you're looking for a medium... A medium grind and you're looking at two minutes and 30 seconds to four minutes and again this is loose this is not an exact none of these you have to uh, be tied to but that's about what you're looking at so if you hold all of the brew uh, techniques or all the brew um, devices in one spot and look at them and say, okay, this is how that's brewed, that's how that, that's brewed, you start to understand how extraction is behaving in all of these devices. Um, and rather, it almost exposes extraction as, hey, this is something I can, I I am controlling in each device. And it's important that I change based on the device I'm brewing with.
0: That's right. I also think it's important to mention the fact that As deep as we can go into talking about extraction, and as as you know, as big and intense and scientific and complicated as it can sound, it's very basic in its application. um, Because I would say, I I think it's safe to say that anyone could brew coffee on any of these devices and figure out how to brew a good cup without having a large knowledge base on how technically the water temperature, particle size and brew time all goes hand in hand with the enzymatics to the sweetness to the bitters I mean you can find that out by experimenting right you don't have to be you don't have to know all this as gospel to brew a good cup of coffee. it'll just kind of happen you'll 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 find like wow, it worked that one time when I did this and not so much when I did that. I wonder why and then you start to think and it's it almost becomes to me like instinct like I'll tell you what I don't brew coffee and often think about extraction anymore how about you do you do you think about extraction while brewing every single day well cuz you you're like brewing it as like you know training and whatnot but like when I go when I'm at the office and I'm brewing a cup of coffee I I just I know how to brew a good cup of coffee so it's not something I think about too often, and if it you know it it turns out like a subpar cup, I easily know how to adjust to make it better for next time. For next time, yeah, and that's what that's why homebrewing is uh, you know I think is so addicting and it's so fun because you're it's you know the, the coffee is being produced by your hands and it's being consumed by your palate. So you have...
1: Well, hopefully you're brewing for some friends, too. Or, you don't, know,
0: some friends, and, you know...
1: Don't keep it to yourself now.
0: Well, I, you know, when I'm hanging out with Jesse, I'm the one who... I'm, I'm the brewer in this relationship here. <laughs> Burn! I think I brewed maybe once or twice in the... In the the Well, we That's
1: still true. have some more interesting things to jump into as far as brew goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we, right. have, we yep. have some squeaks happening, too. But let's jump into something that's going to be a little bit of a sidewinder. Cold brew.
0: All those chill people out there,
1: listen up. Listen up, all you chill type. I know who you are. You know who... You're. No, I don't. It's, you the, know.
0: it's the cold brew hype, people.
1: The cold brew hype. How do you brew cold brew? Wes, let's, in, in light of extraction, in light of what we've talked about, how do you brew
0: it? Well, let's just think about it. It's cold brew. All right? So... I'm already That's starting. Right. We're with, done with, talking with, about it. <laughs> you know, I'm not starting with hot water because that wouldn't be cold. I'm starting with cold water. Um, and what, what do we know about, about water temperature? Well, we do know that the hotter the water, uh, the faster the extraction rate. So just off the bat, I'm thinking cold water isn't really going to extract the minerals or extract the molecules as fast as a, a hot brew. So automatically in my mind, I know that cold brew is going to be something of a beast when it comes to brew time. And I'm talking like tens of hours extracting. Tens of hours? (laughs) Are you talking
1: like 10 to 24
0: hours? 10 to 24 hours on this thing. And guess what? Most of the time, you're going to find your cold brew recipes recommend a coarse grind setting. So when you look at it all together, you've got cold water going over coarse ground for tens of hours. I mean, 10 to 24 plus even. I don't even know what you guys do out there. It's crazy. But, you know, the result is in the cup, right? Yeah, the result is in the cup. And there is,
1: again, there's a lot of bad cold brew out there. And the reason there's a lot of bad cold brew out there is because people don't understand extraction.
0: I was going to say opposite. I was going to say they don't understand strength. Dude, I think some of the best cold brews I've had have been people who are like cutting down on the ratio. Remember that ratio we were talking about earlier in the episode? The 1 to 16? Dude, so many cafes concentrate their cold brew, then they dilute that crap. Ew. Give me a 1 to 16 cold brew coffee. Wow. I do 1 to 15. You talk to people, they say they're putting what? They're putting one pound of coffee to one gallon of water? What kind of ratio? That's like a 1 to 5 or something. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's not good. I do not like concentrated cold brew diluted.
1: Well, Wes, Wes.
0: I, and I'm I'm fervent. I mean, I could go on ranting about it. It just it's so much better when you just brew that thing at a lighter ratio, not as intense, not as concentrated. Um really brings out those florals and those those pruny fruit flavors. Oh, so good when you have a, you know, an Ethiopian cold brew. Where you can actually taste the fruit, and you don't just taste bitter old concentrated coffee.
1: Talking about Ethiopian coffee is cold, which they were probably some of the best cold coffees you can have. Is a natural Ethiopian, but okay. So that's cold brew for you.
0: Let's just, do, just, just the tip of the iceberg there for cold brew.
1: Now, but we we did feature uh, a device on our on our podcast that can do a cold brew in ten minutes. What? And we can link again to the Prisma below. What? But the Prisma was something that Wes and I ran into at Coffee Fest in Dallas. That's right. And it claimed to brew cold brew in 10 minutes and it did a heck of a job. How do you think it did?
0: I think it did a great job. Now tell me how you really feel.
1: I feel like it did a really great job.
0: In 10 minutes, these guys were pumping out cold brew that would uh, offend your mama if she tasted it.
1: <laughs> it offend your mama?
0: I don't know. I don't Roll know what that. It. Roll <laughs> with it.
1: All right, rolling right into the next one. So this this next technique or this ne- it's not really a device as much as it is a technique um is interesting because it involves hot and cold almost simultaneously. We've talked about it before in the podcast and it's called a Japanese flash brew. And what you have for a Japanese flash brew is hot water right over ice. You have like a medium coarse grind, and you're looking at three to four and a half minutes. So this one's just wild because it takes it takes the concept of extraction and it really plays with it. Because you have a hot water brew, your your coffee is brewing hot over ice, and that ice is part of your ratio for water. Mm-hmm.
0: I was just gonna say, I think that's a that's a uh, the key behind the flash brew is. Uh, calculating your output by splitting it up between hot water going over your grounds and cold water as ice in the bottom of the craft.
1: Right. And the idea, and this has been something that I've kind of thought of, I don't, I'm sure other people have thought of it, but the idea is that you're brewing it over enough ice in the ratio so that the coffee is... Almost lukewarm when it's done. Like once it's all mixed in, it's like a room temperature, a little, maybe a little chillier than room temperature. And then what you do is you throw that over ice and you drink it cold. And it's delightful. It's one of my favorite ways to drink iced coffee.
0: Now, Jesse, don't you have a secret ace up your sleeve when it comes to flash brew coffee?
1: I do. I have a secret ace up my sleeve When it comes to flash brew coffee, and I'll share it with you all right here, right now. Here's the time. On the podcast. We've been sitting on this
0: for months. For months. And I've just been like, Jesse, you've got to bring it out. Take that puppy out for a walk. And so here I go, taking
1: the puppy (laughs) out for a walk. So it's funny. I... I haven't seen anybody really doing this, and
0: I didn't. And really, I had never even thought of this. It's genius. Just listen. I, I
1: didn't even think it was that good of an idea until Wes was like, "Oh my gosh!" Ah. <laughs> and so, anyway, the idea is, if you are in a coffee shop, and mm. I'm kind of giving you my little secret. Maybe it's not really secret. Maybe somebody else is doing it, but it's brilliant. You just, can, to say the least, use your brew machine, say your Fetco or your Curtis Brewer, and you can put ice in your your carafe and you can brew a flash brew like a batch flash brew
0: batch flash brew <laughs> what'd you call would you say what <laughs> batch flash brew man that is insane and it works that and is insane it's delicious i was gonna say dude you go to a place they have flash uh they have flash brew on tap or whatever you know, usually you go in and they're, they're brewing this over like a little V sixty on their little pour over stand. Yeah, and you're waiting like each you know, coffee four takes minutes. about four minutes, and yeah. you've got five people ordering it at once. Man, you've got a packed, slammed, uh, slow bar. Your baristas sweating bullets just trying to brew all these flash brews. And Jesse rolls around here. He's like, "No, I'm going to drop ice in the craft on my Fetco. I'm gonna well, put- we use a Curtis or oh, but- my Curtis, and I'm going to fill that bad boy up with a gallon. it's a two
1: liter thing but we do it's it's somewhere over a liter
0: over a liter of flash brew on tap you want a flash brew you got it come on right up
1: yeah it takes about you know 50 seconds for a guest to order a flash brew and And have it it in their hand that's just wild yeah Uh, and the concept of thinking that it has to be made that moment uh, guests aren't really looking for that they're looking for delicious coffee Quickly, and that's not to say that I really admire shops that do flash brews to order. That's fantastic. I just, you know, when you're when you're trying to serve volume, this is extremely helpful. But all that to say, flash brew is an interesting way to brew coffee with relationship to extraction because you're taking hot, co- I'm sorry, hot water, brewing it, brewing that coffee over ice, and then throwing the rest of it on ice and it's just an interesting concept. That's when you can really start to have fun with coffee. Is when you start to do things like that. I, I admire the person who came up with that.
0: You know what? Don't even, know who it was. Yeah, and even just in that same vein of experimentation, uh, there are different people out there who actually um, hot bloom their cold brew, meaning that like before they kick off their twelve-hour cold brew session here, they'll pour hot water over the ground right. to extract those enzymatics really quickly. So you've got the brightness and the acidity already kind of started, and then they pour over their cold brew and kind of starts that whole process there. So playing with temperatures, playing with ratios, playing with grind setting, man, opens up such a broad spectrum of coffee extraction. And the more you play around with it, the the more surprising the results can be.
1: Yeah, and let me pause right here to say... For one, that to me is the only way to do cold brew is to hot bloom. And while Wes and I have, you know, worked to put information into these episodes, and this is our last uh, episode in the series on extraction, we realize that we don't answer every question. We don't We don't get to everything you might be thinking at home. And we would love to answer questions. And sometimes we don't have the answers to all the questions. And we would love to bring somebody on the show who has the questions. Sure. And so if you're sitting there listening right now and you have more questions for us, we really encourage you to reach out to us either on our website at thecoffeepodcast.org, submit a question, or is easy on our Instagram. You can private message us. We will respond to you. Or you can tag us in your photo if you want to and, and, and say, hey, guys, wondering about this. And if we can answer it on the spot, we will. Or if we think it's a good point for the episode, we'll throw it on the episode. We'll mention you on Instagram and it will be great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Be sure to um, hit us up on the Twitters as well. There's been a few of you out there who have brought us into a couple of the conversations and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Not to mention, go and check out our iTunes and leave a rating and review if you like what you hear. Thanks again, guys, and we'll catch you all next week for another episode of The Coffee Podcast, where our focus is people and our language is coffee. Happy brewing.